yeah. Edition number 197. That is confirmed. Edition number 197 of the soon-to-be award-winning Minnesota Sports Chat. After going back and double-checking my math presented by Beans Coffee Company, use the promo code SPORTSCHAT, one word at checkout this holiday season, at coffeebybeans.com, and you'll save some cash at checkout. We got the college football snare drum going on, which means it's a college football-centric pod today on the YouTube machine, Apple, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. We're calling it the Minnesota Sports Chat Bull Bonanza, in which my guy, Daniel House MN on the X slash Twitter machine, gophersguru.com. We are going to literally whip through every bowl game. We're going to try and spend literally seconds to maybe a minute on each bowl game and go through them in the order of being played. I think this will be fun. Daniel, it could be brilliant. It could be brutal. But you know what? I think the listeners of Minnesota Sports Chat have come to appreciate the chaos and the calamity that can be this podcast. So thank you for agreeing to do this, Mr. Daniel House. You were telling me you put in an insane amount of prep for this, which is what I uh, just another reason why I love you. Also kind of hilarious because I asked you, I need like 30 seconds on each game. So I just well, want to, I want to know how, how you, I operate. Okay. This is how I, everybody knows me by now. Like this is how I operate. We will do the maximum amount of prep to make sure that every detail is covered here. So I want to make sure everybody is ready for these bowl games. And I, I will preface this with the transfer portal, the way it is and how much roster turnover is going on continuing, you know, you know, recently, uh, Things could change pretty fast. Oh, so much. And I do with friends. I do a bowl competition, which we turn in our picks. Like literally we pick them on a spreadsheet. We turn them in at the beginning of bowl season. And once you turn them in, they are locked. So there there is a certain strategy to, okay, I'm going to turn this in at the last possible second. But I also need to be cognizant that things could obviously change between December 16th and maybe when a team plays on December 29th. Especially these days. Especially, especially these days. Especially these days. Uh, just a, a heads up for Gopher football fans. I know a lot of people know that when Daniel House joins, we're basically all in on Gopher football, probably 60%, 70% of the time. Not today. The Gophers will get the same amount of time, give or take a yeah. few seconds that everybody else will get. So. Should we fire this up and try and do this, Daniel? Actually, very quickly, let me give some context. We'll set up every bowl game. We'll tell you what the bowl game is. I will give uh, records and maybe conferences. Daniel House is going to tell us about the matchup, and I'm just willy-nilly going to pick games. For fun, I will track how I did, and Daniel and I have talked about maybe setting up some free thing where people can pick against us or do something kind of fun. So we'll... We'll see whether two people join or 100 people join. That could be fun if we decide to do that. Uh, Let's let's fire this up and see how see how we do. Okay, let's let's do it. I'm ready, baby. All right. At some point, I'm going to tell all my friends about Beans Coffee Company, but let's kick it off with the illustrious Myrtle Beach Bowl. The Myrtle Beach Bowl, Georgia Southern versus Ohio. Sunbelt versus the Mac, Georgia Southern six and six. The former fighting Ohio Frank Solich is nine and three. Daniel House, what do you got? Should be a pretty evenly matched game. I'm giving the edge to Ohio because of their defense. Uh, Bobcats finished the season ranked fourth nationally in defense of EPA per play, sixth in opponent success rate. Georgia Southern QB Davis Brin leads all FBS QBs with 16 interceptions. And Ohio has been really good in the turnover margin this season. Keep in mind, quarterback Curtis Rourke is in the portal, though, so monitor the Bobcats QB situation. Even with that, I'm taking Ohio. I feel like Georgia Southern could win this game, maybe should win this game. They play in the better conference, but I am not going to pick against the fighting former Frank Soliches. I am also going to take Ohio. The RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, Jacksonville State versus Louisiana. Jacksonville State in on a waiver of not enough six and six bowl teams. They were still on probation. They are in at eight and four, taking on Louisiana, who is six and six. 
That is a Conference USA matchup versus the Fun Belt. Housey, what do you got? Louisiana lost quarterback Zeon Chris to an injury. Uh, veteran Chandler Fields took over, kept them competitive offensively. On the other side, Jacksonville State's defense has carried them this year. They are a top percentile unit and finished the season ranked sixth in opponent rushing success rate. However, the Ragin' Cajuns have a diverse, well-executed run game. So I think that will be the key matchup in this one. Jacksonville State's offense was very inefficient and lacked explosiveness this year, so I'm betting on the creativity of Louisiana's play calling. I'm taking the Ragin' Cajuns. Yeah, I have no idea what to do here. We saw the Ragin' Cajuns back in September taking on the Golden Gophers. Gophers won for one of their five wins. I'm going to go with the feel-good story of Jacksonville State just because. No real reason. I'll take Jacksonville State in this one. The Avocados from New Mexico Cure Bowl. Miami of Ohio versus Appalachian State. Fun matchup between the Mac and Sun Belt, a.k.a. Fun Belt. Miami of Ohio, the winners of the Mac at 11-2, and two, taking on App State at 8-5. and five. Yeah, New Mexico State ranks 10th in rushing success rate thanks to a four-headed rushing attack that includes quarterback Diego Pavia. Both teams are similar in defensive skill level, though. I ultimately think first and second down efficiency will be the difference in this game. New Mexico State's defense is 98th in standard downs defense success rate, and Fresno State's offense has been solid at executing on first and second down. I'm taking the Bulldogs. We have our first mistake here, House. You jumped ahead a game. What? Miami of Ohio and App State. That's what we need. I don't need your New Mexico State, Fresno State. We'll get to that in moments. No, you, you had the intro for Avocados New Mexico Bowl. That was the intro. The Avocados from New Mexico Cure Bowl. Miami of Ohio versus Appalachian State. Oh, I got the names wrong. God, <laughs> I got the names wrong. <laughs> New Mexico, I have Cure Bowl written down. I don't have New Mexico (laughs) written down. We said there would be mistakes. It's okay. You know what? You know what, Daniel? It's on you, and you just need to be better. I will change my best. (laughs) You will change your best. Don't worry, I will change my best. No, we're going to jump. Let's do the New Mexico Bowl, since that's what you gave us, and then we'll backtrack to the avocados from New Mexico (laughs) Cure Bowl, (laughs) which, by the way, everything we just went through, is why bowl season's hilarious. So here, here's our intro for the New Mexico Bowl. The Isleta New Mexico Bowl. New Mexico State versus Fresno State. Conference USA versus Mountain West, as House alluded to. It's a pretty darn good matchup. Uh, Daniel, I don't know what to think because I am in my head. I am scarred by watching Diego Pavia come to uh, the University of Minnesota, play against the Gophers, and look awful. He now looks... Uh, last week, the announcer in the MAC championship, or excuse me, in their championship game, said he was one of the best quarterbacks in the country, which I kind of <laughs> giggled at. I didn't know what to make of that. I I'm going to go with Fresno State. I think there's probably a higher quality of athlete that plays for Fresno State over New Mexico State. Okay, let's get our right. let's get our Cure Bowl in, and I'll play this again. The Avocados from Cure New Bowl. Mexico Cure Bowl, Miami of Ohio versus Appalachian State. Miami's offense didn't consistently stay on schedule, and they struggled running the ball, which is a concern. On the other hand, Miami's defense did a great job of limiting 20-plus yard plays. That's good news as they'll be playing against an App State offense that ranks in the top percentile of explosive plays. However, I think QB Joey Aguilar and wide receiver Caden Robinson are going to have big performances in an App State win. I'm going with App State as well, mainly only because of recency bias. I watched the MAC championship game, almost all of it going back and forth. Watched a few other uh, clips of Miami of Ohio games throughout the year. They just don't look like they can do anything offensively. So I'll, I'll take I'll take App State in that one. The LA Bowl, UCLA versus Boise State. The Pac-12 are soon to be defunct, or maybe now defunct Pac-12 versus uh, the Mountain West, who's going to play some Pac-12 teams, so make whatever you want out of that. It is 7-5 UCLA, 8-5 Boise State. Actually a fun matchup here, House. Yeah, I like this one. I'm very excited to watch Boise State running back Ashton Genty. He's a broken tackle and yards after contact king. UCLA has an excellent run uh, defense, though. You'll see one of the best collective pass rushes in the country and a top percentile team defending the run. 
DeAnton Lynn took the USC defensive coordinator job, but I'm still betting on UCLA's run defense stop and a Boise State attack that ranks seventh in rushing success rate. I'm taking the Bruins. I'm going Boise State largely because I can just never trust Chip Kelly's team, even though they're really good defensively this year. Chip Kelly at UCLA, these teams just have a tendency to no-show some games or just not show up and be competitive as they were against Cal in their final uh, regular season game. I'll take Boise State just because it seems like they're playing well and they have bought into new coach guy. The Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. Cal versus Texas Tech. Pac-12 versus Big 12. Two six and six teams here, House. Texas Tech's offense is a bottom-tier team in, in EPA per play, and they don't consistently sustain enough drives. They really struggle when defenses get them backed up. The good news is, though, if you're a, a Raiders fan, uh, California has one of the worst passing downs defenses in the nation, and they are bottom tier against the run. I think Texas Tech will run the ball early and get the downfield play action game going versus Cal single high coverages. In a win over the Golden Bears, I'm expecting a big performance from Texas Tech running back Taj Brooks. This one's so tough, again, because of recency bias when Cal finished their season playing UCLA and actually finished their season fairly strong. I'll go with Cal here because per announcer guy, when Cal doesn't turn the ball over, they win. So I'm going to take a gamble that says they won't turn the ball over and they will beat Texas Tech. Uh, One of my favorite names of this year's bowl season is the famous Toastery Bowl, Western Kentucky versus Old Dominion. This is a one year bowl only uh, replacing the Bahamas Bowl, which will be back in next bowl season featuring the conference USA and the Sun Belt, seven and five Western Kentucky versus six and six Old Dominion. Old Dominion had a very inefficient offense this year. They didn't stay on schedule, really struggled in the passing game. Western Kentucky's defense has been poor on first and second down, so something has to give. I'm guessing Old Dominion's defense will be the difference. They come in number 29 nationally in defense EPA per play. And they're doing a great job of holding teams to field goals when they get near scoring position. I'm taking Old Dominion in a game that could be kind of crazy. I love that we're the opposite in almost everything so far. I'll go with Western Kentucky, mainly because I like Bailey Zappi, who played at Western Kentucky, and I like Western (laughs) Kentucky's uniform. So I'm going to go with Western Kentucky in the famous Toastery Bowl. Another great bowl name here in 2023-2024 is... The Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl, UTSA versus Marshall. UTSA at eight and four, taking on Marshall at six and six. It is the American Conference versus the Sun Belt. Housey. Well, star pass rusher Trey Moore hit the portal for UTSA, which is a big blow. However, Marshall's defense has been poor this year. Uh, the Thundering Herd have been decimated by big plays, particularly on the ground. That isn't a recipe for success. So I'm expecting a big game in the in the ground game. Breezy UTSA win. Yeah, last time I checked, Randy Moss, Chad Pennington, they are not playing for Marshall. I will also take UTSA. TheRoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, South Florida versus Syracuse. Couple of six and six teams again. South Florida taking on Syracuse again, both six and six. This is the American versus the ACC. South Florida's early down efficiency is erratic. They are bottom percentile rushing and passing success rate. Syracuse is undergoing a coaching change, so Nunzio Campanelli will lead the way. Despite that, Orange's 3-3-5 defense is going to be a headache for South Florida. Also, no defense has allowed more explosive plays of 20-plus yards than South Florida. I'm taking Syracuse. I'm going to go with Syracuse, too, because I can't pick against my guy Nunzio, who was the interim coach at Rutgers a few years back when they were just, to steal a Charles Barkley term, horror awful. (laughs) But I love his name. I love the story. Former high school football coach, spent a lot of time coaching high school football out east. I will take Nunzio and Syracuse to win the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Our next bowl up is the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl, Georgia Tech versus UCF. Some more six and six teams. This features the ACC and the Big 12. Well, what do you got, Daniel? Georgia Tech's defense is in the bottom tier of explosive plays allowed, and Central Florida's offense has been dynamic this season. Uh, only four FBS offenses have generated more explosives than the Golden Knights. They've been particularly explosive through the air, which isn't good news for Georgia Tech. 
Yellow Jackets ranked 110th in opponent passing success rate, so get ready for big plays from Central Florida's talented wide receiver core. I'm taking Central Florida. Kind of a, a really tough matchup for me to pick for basically everything you just said to use an election term. I lean Central Florida, and I will also pick Central Florida. The Birmingham Bowl, Troy versus Duke. Troy versus Duke. Oh, my. Nice little matchup here. Good uniform battle as well. 11 and 2, Troy out of the Sun Belt, taking on Duke, who's 7 and 5, and recently just hired Manny Diaz. The over under on Manny keeping the job is seven days before he resigns and takes another job. Inside joke there for people who are familiar with <laughs> Manny Diaz's past. Daniel, what do you got in the Birmingham Bowl, Troy and Duke? A coaching change is certainly going to impact Duke's available talent for this game. Several key contributors are heading out. Troy's offense is doing a good job of getting past the opponent's 40-yard line, but they aren't finishing drives consistently. Their offense hasn't been efficient running the ball either. Despite that, Duke was one of the worst opponent has one of the worst po- opponent passing down success rates, and I'm expecting a nice game from Troy wide receiver Chris Lewis. I'm taking the Trojans. Uh, flip a coin. I lean towards uh, taking Duke in this one just because they probably have slightly uh, bigger and stronger athletes just because of conference and recruiting base. I do like Troy. They have been a longstanding, pretty darn good um, group of five teams since joining big time college football. The Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, James Madison versus Air Force. Couple of six and six teams, Sunbelt versus the Mac. What do you got here? James Madison head coach Kirk Signetti is heading to Indiana, and several players are in the portal. The Dukes defense is number one against the run in nearly every category, but several portal losses, along with the head coaching change, have me concerned. New personnel versus Air Force's well executed triple option attack doesn't leave me feeling warm and fuzzy. I am taking Air Force. See, and this is where House cleaned me up. I mentioned a couple of six and six teams. That's actually the Camellia Bowl, but he knew I messed up and he played it off well and went into the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. Uh, House, uh, first off, uh, this to me is a very intriguing matchup. James Madison also in because of the also in because of the waiver. They initially could not make a bowl game. Air Force at one point was in the top 25 and undefeated. Limped to the end. Ugh, I, I don't know. I took Jacksonville State in the other one. I'll take Air Force, and I'm going to actually play the correct open for them. The Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. James Madison versus Air Force. Boom, got that out of the way, and what I meant to play originally was this. The Camellia Bowl. Arkansas State versus Northern Illinois. <laughs> so there we go, House. We're even. Who makes the next mistake in the bowl bonanza? What do you got for our six and six teams that I mentioned just moments ago? Sunbelt versus Mac in the uh, Camellia Bowl. Arkansas State's offense has been quite inefficient when it crosses the defense's 40-yard line. They are middle of the pack from a run game standpoint, but aren't consistently getting it done on first and second down. Above all else, Arkansas State has major defensive issues. Northern Illinois running back Ontario Brown and the Huskies run game will be the difference. I'm going with the Northern Illinois fighting P.J. Flex in a big bowl win. Oh, and the fighting Jerry Kills, never forget. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what to do here. I'm going to go. I, I don't know. I'm going to go with Arkansas State. No real reason. Arkansas State. We move on now to another great bowl name. The famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Georgia State versus Utah State. Another matchup of two six and six teams. A bunch of six and six matchups this bowl season. Mm-hmm. Sunbelt versus Mountain West. Georgia State and Utah State. Housey? Georgia State wide receiver Robert Lewis, one of my favorite transfer portal players, won't be playing in the bowl game. There's certainly That's certainly a big loss. However, teams are racking up scoring opportunities and converting versus Utah State. The Aggies have also played the run quite poorly. On the other side, Georgia State's defense is at the bottom of many key efficiency metrics. So I'd definitely take the over in this game if I was a betting uh, person. I'm expecting Georgia State's offensive speed and firepower to be a mismatch. So I'm taking... Georgia State. I'm taking Georgia State, too. No real reason. Tough to pick these six and six matchups. The few times I've seen Utah State play this year, I was very unimpressed with what they were able to do 
offensively. The 68 Ventures Bowl, South Alabama versus Eastern Michigan. This is formerly the Lending Tree Bowl, and it features more 6-6 six and six teams, South Alabama out of the Sun Belt, an Eastern Michigan team out of the MAC. Daniel? South Alabama is a fun team to watch. One of my favorite portal wideouts, Colin Lacey, is in the portal, so we won't get to see him. Instead, Jamal Pritchett will be the wide receiver to watch versus all of the man coverage Eastern Michigan runs. Looking at the key matchups, South Alabama's rushing attack will be the difference in this one. Eastern Michigan is one of the worst run defending teams in the country. South Alabama's LaDamian Webb will have a huge game and a big win for the Jaguars. Yeah, we had an opportunity to scout Eastern Michigan earlier this year when they took on the Gophers. I was very unimpressed. If I remember correctly, they didn't even get a first down in the second half. I'm going to go with South Alabama. The SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl, Utah versus Northwestern. Yeah, Northwestern comes in at 7-5 and five out of the Big Ten. Utah out of the Pac-12 at 8-4. and four. What do you got here, Daniel? I'm mainly more just impressed that Northwestern's in a bowl game. Both of these teams are more evenly matched than the line maybe would indicate. I think the difference in this game will be explosive plays. Northwestern's defense is one of the best in the country at limiting explosives at 20-plus yards, while Utah's defense is in the bottom tier. I'm taking Northwestern in a big Las Vegas Bowl upset. How fitting for an upset in Vegas. I am going with Utah because I like Kyle Whittingham. The Easy Post Hawaii Bowl, Coastal Carolina versus San Jose State. Sunbelt versus Mountain West, both teams are 7-5. and five. Housey? You cut it. They cut out there for me. I have no oh, idea what you oh, here said. We, here we go. This just means we get to hear the melodious tones of A.J. Fredrickson one more here time. The Easy here. Post Hawaii Bowl, Coastal Carolina versus San Jose oh. State. Coastal Carolina QB Grayson McCall's in the Porter, so Ethan Vasco likely gets the start. Matchup-wise, I'm betting on San Jose State's running game. Running back Kyrie Robinson could have a big game against the Chanticleers defense that ranks 99th in opponent rushing success rate. I'm taking San Jose State. San Jose State was left for dead and almost came back to win the Mountain West, finishing strong, beating UNLV late. I will also go with San Jose State. The Quick Lane Bowl. Bowling Green versus Minnesota. This is a revenge game from a few years ago where a bad Bowling Green team came to Huntington Bank Stadium and beat the Gophers. It is Mac versus Big Ten. The Minnesota Golden Gophers, the only 5-7 and seven team in bowl competition this year because they are good in the classroom. Daniel House, what do you got? Bowling Green quarterback Jalen Husky hit the transfer portal along with number two running back Teron Keith. However, star running back Terion Stewart will probably play, was injured late in the season. So the Gophers will be tasked with slowing him down. I think the difference in this game will be Minnesota's run game versus Bowling Green's front seven. Falcons rank 106th nationally in opponent rushing success rate. Cole Kramer, the rushing attack, and Minnesota's pass rush will power the Gophers to a win in Motown. Yeah, P.J. Fleck has not lost a bowl game at Minnesota, and I don't expect he will lose this one. Of all the matchups a 5-7 and seven Minnesota team could have got, this is one that is more favorable to them in theory. I will also take the Gophers. The Serve Pro First Responder Bowl, Texas State versus Rice. Sunbelt versus the American Texas State at 7-5, and five, Rice at 6-6. Six and six. Texas State's explosive dynamic offense is a mismatch versus Rice de- Rice's defense. The Owls allow a high volume of explosive plays, particularly long runs. Texas State running back Ismail Mahdi will have a huge performance in a breezy win for Texas State. Yeah, we're like-minded there for no real reason in particular. I like Texas State. The Guaranteed Rate Bowl, Kansas versus UNLV. Big 12 versus Mountain West. Kansas is 8-4, UNLV 9-4, coming off a loss to Boise State in the Mountain West Championship game last weekend. This is quietly one of my favorite underrated matchups of full season. Kansas and UNLV both have very creative offenses. Jayhawks offensive coordinator Andy Kotelnicki left for Penn State, but the staff will be taking over the game plan. Brennan Marion, UNLV's offensive coordinator, is a hot name in coaching circles. 
I think this one will be closer than people think, but Kansas's defense will get UNLV backed up into too many passing down situations. Jayhawks win in a game where they slip all over the turf, and UNLV's defense falls down uh, to all the pre-snap motion that the Jayhawks are going to use. If Kansas is healthy, they will win simply just because at this stage they're better with how long Leopold has been at Kansas. UNLV, great season this year, great story with a first-year head coach, but they will suffer their fifth loss as Kansas will win the guaranteed rate bowl. The Military Bowl, presented by GoBowling.com. Virginia six. Tech versus Tulane. Right. Sorry, AJ, didn't mean to cut you off. 6-6 six and six, Virginia Tech, 11-2 Tulane. It is the ACC versus the American. Tulane head coach Willie Fritz is off to Houston. As a result, several top players are in the transfer portal. Virginia Tech is doing a great job of knocking teams off schedule and getting them into passing downs. Tulane's offense has been middle of the pack at converting in those situations. I think first and second down efficiency will be the difference. Virginia Tech wins. Yeah, this one's tough to me. This is literally a flip a coin game. I picked against Tulane last year and scoffed at them having any chance to beat USC, and they did in their New Year's Six Bowl game. I will not make that same mistake again this year. Win or lose, I'm riding with the former fighting Willie Fritzes and the Tulane Green Wave. The Duke's Mayo Bowl, North Carolina versus West Virginia. There are many bowl games, and I've glossed over some of them, Daniel, where there's a team that's the de facto home team. In this case, in the Duke's Mayo Bowl, it would be North Carolina at 8-4, and four, taking on West Virginia also at 8-4 and four, in a matchup of the ACC versus the Big 12. At the time of this recording, quarterback Drake May's status is currently uncertain for the bowl game. Even if he possibly plays, North Carolina's secondary has surrendered a high volume of explosive plays. Look for a big game from West Virginia wide receiver Hudson Clement, who will have a nice matchup. Mountaineers win. Patrick Royce either once told me in person or on a podcast, I can't remember. He once told me the one thing about North Carolina is they're coached by Mac Brown, so you know they will be incredibly unprepared. For that reason alone, I am taking West Virginia. Want to thank my friends at Beans Coffee Company for supporting Minnesota Sports Chat. Please make sure you check out coffeebybeans.com. If you're new to the pod, you're just finding me for the first time. This is simply some of the best coffee around. Great tasting. It will get you through any day, whether it's that morning cup, afternoon cup, an extra cup just to get you through the day. Beans Coffee Company is there for you. They also have the perfect holiday gift for the coffee fanatic in your life right now through tomorrow, Saturday, December the 9th. They have a Beans Christmas box. That box includes an 8-ounce bag of coffee, cotton-woven coasters, a craft wooden measuring spoon, 12-ounce mug, and even an option to add a gift card because you're going to want some additional coffee to go with that gift box. Beans Coffee Company, they have the best small-batch coffee around and available in many different blends and flavors. Order by the bag or even set up a coffee subscription at coffeebybeans.com. Your cup of coffee is important. You know that. So drink the best coffee around. Beans Coffee Company, they ship anywhere in the U.S. with free shipping on all orders of $35 or more. Visit coffeebybeans.com. That's coffeebybeans.com. Use that promo code SPORTSCHAT. Don't forget to use that SPORTSCHAT. You'll save at checkout at coffeebybeans.com. The Direct TV Holiday Bowl, Louisville versus USC. Louisville comes in at 10 and 3, USC a disappointing 7 and 5 in a matchup of the ACC and the soon or currently defunct Pac-12. USC QB Caleb Williams won't play in the bowl game, so sophomore Miller Moss gets the start. I think this could be a really fun matchup. Two great offensive minds and Jeff Brom and Lincoln Riley going at it. USC's defense has been an absolute disaster this season, so I'm picking Louisville, but I could see this game being closer than the line indicates. Definitely tune in for this one. House, you hit on exactly what I was just going to say, whether it was at Oklahoma or now at USC. I just don't trust a Lincoln-Riley team to ever play defense until they start playing it consistently. As much as this pains me, because for some reason, and I don't know why I really don't like him, I will take Jeff Brom in Louisville to win the DirecTV Holiday Bowl. 
the Tax Act Texas Bowl, Texas A&M versus Oklahoma State. Now, this is a fun matchup. A couple of former Big 12 teams in Texas A&M. You could say technically maybe the home team because it's in the state of Texas, but we all know Texas. Very spread out. SEC versus Big 12, 7-5 and five, Texas A&M versus 9-4 and four, Oklahoma State. No longer Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M, but Mike Gundy still at Oklahoma State. What do you got, House? Oklahoma State's offense put together successful drives this season, but they didn't finish with maximum points. This really hurt them throughout the year. On the other hand, Texas A&M has been one of the best defenses at limiting points when teams cross their 40-yard line. They come in fourth nationally within that metric. Based on that disparity alone, I'm taking Texas A&M, despite all of the transfer portal exits they're experiencing from the coaching change and Mike Alico being hired. If I have to pick, I'll pick Oklahoma State, but I could easily make a case for Texas A&M. couple of bowl games in MLB stadiums coming up. The Wasabi Fenway Bowl, SMU versus Boston College. Fun matchup, Boston College, obviously the de facto home team at 6-6, six and six, SMU at 11-2. They are angry after sending a scathing letter to the NCAA that said they should be in the New Year's Six. American versus ACC again, SMU at 11-2, Boston College at 6-6. Six and six. Daniel House, Wasabi. This matchup is certainly not hotter than Wasabi. Let's just say that. <laughs> SMU finished the season strong, winning nine consecutive games. Boston College has been inconsistent this season within a variety of areas. Their defense ranks in the bottom percentile of EPA per play and success rate. Uh, SMU's offense is dynamic, fast, can put up points in a hurry. Keep an eye on SMU tight end RJ Maryland. He could have a big game. SMU wins this one easy in one of the biggest blowouts of bowl season. Yeah, I'll take SMU, especially coming off of their American title game where they were able to beat Tulane, albeit Tulane was using a backup quarterback. They dominated it, looked good defensively. Also, as House mentioned, looked much better offensively than the Green Wave. The Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl, Rutgers versus Miami. Rutgers also a de facto home team at six and tick at six and six, excuse me, taking on Miami of Florida at seven and five, Big Ten versus ACC. Joe Harris Simiak has Rutgers defense playing at a high level. Scarlet Knights limit explosive plays, which keeps them in games, especially when the offense is less consistent. Rutgers quarterback Gavin Wimsett took better care of the ball at the end of the year, but Miami's defense creates takeaways and disguise as well as excellent team speed. I think the turnover margin will be the difference in this one. Miami wins, but the game is closer than people are currently projecting. Miami wins because their record at seven and five slightly a misnomer comes with an asterisk. They should actually be eight and four if they understood time management and taking knees. I will go with Miami on talent alone. Another great bowl game name. The Pop-Tarts Bowl, NC State versus Kansas State. So we have to address this first. There's going to be like a live edible Pop-Tart for the winning team. I'm, I think I'm more intrigued by this than almost any other bowl matchup. Are they, are they literally going to be eating the mascot? If so, that's cannibalism, and last time I checked, is not allowed by U.S. law. So we'll have to do some do some investigative reporting there. The Pop Tarts Bowl features nine and three NC State taking on eight and four Kansas State. It is the ACC versus the Big Twelve. I think this has a chance to be a really fun matchup. What's your favorite Pop Tart flavor? We can't start this I, until you answer. I that. love s'mores because s'mores you can eat cold. So you can kind of eat oh, like a yeah. treat. Um, if I if I'm doing something more breakfasty, then I think it's just the traditional strawberry. Yeah, I'm a raspberry guy. I like the raspberry pop. Oh, I but, can, I can get behind that too. Yeah, raspberry. It, it's it's a go to. It's a great pro, it's a great prop bet. House. What is going? What flavor is the edible pop tart going to be? I'm sure there's a prop bet for that. <laughs> I'm sure I'm taking is. raspberry. <laughs> what about the game on the field? NC State's offense has been inefficient this year. What's propped their team up is the ability to create takeaways. NC State is fourth in total takeaways, and the defense is 15th in EPA per play. Kansas State has one of the best turnover margins in the country. They also are running the ball well. I think those factors will be the difference. Kansas State wins. 
So I watched a fair amount of NC State football this year on the CW. I love their uniforms house, and you know how much I pay attention to this almost more than anything besides the actual play on the field. I love NC State's uniforms, but in my best Lee Corso, not so fast because I like Kansas State's more, maybe the best in the country. I'm taking Kansas State for the uniforms alone. The Valero Alamo Bowl. Arizona versus Oklahoma. The Fighting Jed Fishes are 9 and 3. Oklahoma is 10 and 2, a great rebound season for both programs. Pac-12 versus Big 12. Housey? Arizona isn't getting enough love for the way they played this year and it's probably cuz they're on late at night and everybody's sleeping. Their offense finished the season 8th in EPA per play and 6th in success rate. Jonah Coleman is one of my favorite backs that nobody talks about. Oklahoma's defense ranks 87th in explosives allowed. That specific weakness will end up being the X factor. Arizona wins in a fun and entertaining game. Yeah, I really don't know what to do here. Uh, A great rebound season for Brent Venables in Oklahoma. I did see a, a handful of Arizona games and by a handful, just parts of those games. I have an unreasonable disdain for Jed Fish just because of his one year here at the University of Minnesota, which is probably not normal, and I should get over that. And a part of getting over that is going to be me taking Arizona to win. If they don't win, then I'll immediately go back to not liking Jed Fish. The Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, Clemson versus Kentucky. This could be a real defensive struggle, or excuse me, maybe a defensive battle, the better way to put it. Eight and four Clemson, seven and five Kentucky, ACC versus SEC. Mark Stoops happily or quite perhaps begrudgingly still coaching the Kentucky football program. What do you got, Daniel? Clemson's defense is at the top of many critical metrics. They rank fourth in defensive success rate. Teams didn't produce many successful drives against them because they were very efficient on first and second down. Had offenses backed up all year, which isn't good news for Kentucky. Wildcats offense was frequently in passing down situations and they did not perform efficiently within them. Clemson wins. I will not give you a winner. I will give you a final score. The final score of this game will be 16 to 13 somebody. That is the final score of the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, 16 to 13. The Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, Oregon State versus Notre Dame. Fun matchup here, and I learned from a Notre Dame fan. Daniel, maybe you knew this. Notre Dame actually drew this matchup by their name being pulled out of a hat. Allegedly, that's true. That's how they decided it because of something happening with other teams in the ACC and not being happy and how things changed after... Somebody got bumped from the New Year's Six, so they literally drew names out of a hat. Nine and three Notre Dame takes on eight and four Oregon State, who I believe will be without their starting quarterback. It is Pac-12 versus Independent slash ACC. What do you got? Oregon State defensive coordinator Trent Braid takes over for Jonathan Smith, who was hired as Michigan State's head coach. QB DJ Ugialale is in the transfer portal along with several other players. Notre Dame's defense has been really good this year in every category, and it sounds like Sam Hartman, the quarterback, intends to play. The Irish will likely have several players opt out, including stud tackle Joe Alt. I'm not worried about that, though. I think Notre Dame's run game will be the difference. I'm going with the Irish. I'm going with Sam Freeman and Notre Dame as well for no real reason in particular, other than I think it helps to have your starting quarterback when the other team does not. The AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Memphis versus Iowa State. Memphis at 9 and 3, Iowa State at 705. It is the American, or excuse me, at 7 and 5, it is the American versus the Big 12. I'm going with an upset in this one. Memphis's offense has been quite efficient this year. I'm a fan of their quarterback Seth Hennigan and I really like running back Blake Watson's rushing style. Keep an eye on wide receiver Rock Taylor too. Memphis's defense has given up a high volume of explosive plays, but Iowa State hasn't been efficient on first and second down. Memphis wins in a potentially high-scoring game. Memphis, good uh, group of five program. They show up to play big games like this. I am also taking Memphis. The Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic. Number nine, Missouri versus number seven, Ohio State. Missouri, just a tremendous year, finishing the year at 10-2 and two in the SEC. Ohio State, 11-1. and one. We all know their one loss was to Michigan, keeping them out of the college football playoff. SEC versus Big Ten. I know there's been some defections to the transfer portal in this matchup. 
Missouri's offense has been quite efficient in just about every meaningful category. Ohio State's offense has been dynamic as well. Kyle McCord, quarterback in the transfer portal for Ohio State, and we don't know whether Marvin Harrison Jr. will play in the bowl game yet. Despite that, I trust Ohio State's defense more. They did a great job of limiting explosives. Jim Knowles adapted his scheme, did some cool things this year. Missouri's defense has been less impressive, uh, limiting explosive plays. Uh, explosive plays in Ohio State's defense will be the difference. Buckeyes win. This one is incredibly tough, but for almost everything you just said, Daniel, is the reason why I lean Ohio State. I also know not making the college football playoff, losing the Cotton Bowl and finishing 11-2 and won't cost him his job, but would be very disastrous to Ryan Day. He knows that that won't happen. Ohio State wins and finishes their year 12-1 and with a Cotton Bowl classic victory. The Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, number 11 Ole Miss versus number 10 Penn State. Well, this will be fun. This is a slugfest defense traditionally taking on a team like Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin at coach that really doesn't want to punt unless they absolutely have to. Both teams are 10-2. and two. It is the SEC versus the Big Ten. This should be a fun game. I think it'll come down to whether Ole Miss can effectively defend Penn State's run game. The Nittany Lions were the top percentile of many key rushing metrics. If Ole Miss stops the run and gets Penn State backed up, I think they can exploit the Nittany Lions offensive line while creating a key take, uh, take turnover. I'm taking Ole Miss. I love Lane Kiffin in an alternate universe, perhaps maybe even down the road. Lane Kiffin is the head coach in Dinky Town for the University of Minnesota. With that being said, he historically at Ole Miss doesn't beat the best teams. I'm not sure Penn State is one of the best teams, but they beat everybody other than what? Michigan and Ohio State this year, Daniel? I'll, mm-hmm. go, I'll go with Penn State. The Trans Perfect Music City Bowl, Auburn versus Maryland. Maryland started off the year 5-0, and then limped to 7-5, and but did play Michigan tough late in the season. Auburn 6-6 six and six, probably should be 7-5 and five if they could defend the end zone on fourth and goal from the 31. It is the SEC versus the Big Ten. Auburn's offense is really inefficient when they are put in passing down situations. Maryland's defense finished in the top 35 of EPA per play and did an excellent job eliminating explosives. Auburn can be attacked downfield via the passing game, and they allow a high volume of yards after the catch. Maryland wide receiver Jay Sean Jones shines after the catch. I'm expecting a big game from him. Terps win. Nobody does less with more than Mike Loxley, and because of that, I will take Auburn to beat Maryland. The Capital One Orange Bowl, number six, Georgia versus number five, Florida State. A de facto national championship game here in the Orange Bowl between Georgia and Florida State, in which Florida State, if they win, should print the shirts and hang the banners that they are indeed the national champions. SEC versus ACC. The only one lost between the two is Georgia losing to Alabama, which kept them out of the four-team playoff. This one is juicy, Daniel House. Neither team is really thrilled about this bowl game. We'll see what type of opt-outs occur. I'm expecting quite a few on both sides. Even with that, Florida State's QB situation has me worried. Kirby Smart's defense will mix things up and create a couple of critical takeaways. Florida State has allowed quite a few explosives on the ground to Georgia wins. Yeah, I I want Florida State to win. I do. I will be cheering for Florida State to win, but it just makes all the sense in the world because of that quarterback situation with Tate Rodemaker starting and not Jordan Travis. It le- it leads you to believe that Georgia will find a way to win this game. I will take Georgia. The Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl, Toledo versus Wyoming. Toledo at 11 and 2, runners up in the MAC taking on the soon-to-be losing Craig Bull, Wyoming Cowboys. Craig Bull coaching his final game for the University of Wyoming. It is the MAC versus the Mountain West. Toledo's played very well this season. Quarterback Daquan Finn is in the portal. Despite that, Jason Candle's a creative offensive mind, and I trust him to come up with a great game plan, especially since there's so much time to prepare. The Rockets will need to be sharp against a Wyoming defense that ranks in the top percentile of explosive plays allowed. However, opposing offenses are keeping the chains moving via the underneath passing and quick hitting game. 
Wyoming's defense actually ranks 111th in opponent passing success rate. I'm banking on a big performance from Junior Vandeross and Toledo's secondary. Rockets win. Toledo should win. Wyoming will win, and they will hoist Craig Bull out on their shoulders as they leave with back-to-back. Wide receiver Junior Vandeross, game MVP. Barstow Sports will probably give him a trophy, I'm just saying. Uh, okay. This would be back-to-back Arizona Bowl wins for Craig Bull in Wyoming, and he goes out on top. The ReliaQuest Bowl, Wisconsin versus LSU. Wisconsin at 7-5 and five out of the Big Ten, taking on LSU at 9-3 and three out of the SEC. They have the most likely Heisman winner, which we will find out uh, tomorrow if you're listening to this podcast on Friday. House? At the time of this recording, Jaden Daniels has not made a decision regarding the bowl game. So if LSU QB can go, it could change some things. Star wide receiver Malik Neighbors announced he's playing, though. LSU's defense is at the bottom of every key efficiency category, but their offense is very explosive and dynamic. Wisconsin's defense is multiple and creates challenges, though. On top of that, QB Tanner Mordecai's scrambling ability poses a challenge for the Tigers. Braylon Allen's absence will hurt them, though. I think LSU wins, but there's still plenty of player availability question marks that could change things here. LSU is bigger, faster, and stronger, and in year one of Luke Fickle, I'm just not impressed by Wisconsin's offense at all. I will take Brian Kelly and LSU. The Cheez-It Citrus Bowl, Iowa versus Tennessee. I have zero idea what to make of this one. Iowa at 10 and 3, Tennessee at 8 and 4. It's the Big Ten versus the SEC. I don't think two teams could be on further ends of the spectrum from a philosophical standpoint. Tennessee plays with a brisk tempo, spreads things out, gets their speed out on the perimeter. Iowa's offense is inefficient in nearly every category and plays with one of the slowest paces in the country. Hawkeye's defense is really good, but I don't see Iowa being able to score enough points and keep up with the speed, especially since the balls have been playing their run well. Tennessee wins. Yeah, I lean Tennessee just because Iowa really can't do anything offensively, but a couple of well-placed Tory Taylor punts, an untimely Tennessee turnover, and Iowa could be victorious, but I will stick with Tennessee for pretty much every reason Mr. Daniel House just said. The Verbo Fiesta Bowl, number 23 Liberty versus number 8 Oregon. Liberty comes in at 13-0, Oregon at 11-2. They're only two losses to Washington, who is in the college football playoff. Liberty is here because they are the highest-ranked group of five team. Again, at 13-0 onto the Conference USA. It's a Conference USA Pac-12 matchup. Advanced metrics love both of these offenses, but I think the biggest difference will be on defense. Teams were efficient on first and second down while playing Liberty. Oregon's offense finished the year first among all FBS teams in standard down success rates, so they're doing a really good job on first and second down. Quarterback Bo Nix is playing, too. Nix's presence combined with the Ducks' team speed will be too much for Liberty. Oregon wins. Yeah, last check, Daniel, you might know off the top of your head, Liberty had the worst strength of schedule in the country. Also, mm-hmm. maybe explains why they're 13 and 0. Not discrediting that. You still have to win the games. Congrats to them. But if Oregon is engaged and with Bo Nix playing, you'd like to think that they would. Oregon, I believe, should actually win this game pretty easily. We move on to the college football playoff, and we will start with semifinal number one. The college football playoff semifinal at the Rose Bowl game presented by Prudential. Alabama against Michigan. So I do believe, Daniel House, that Florida State should be in this game. But I will say this, when you see Michigan's reaction to getting Alabama and not Florida State, it lends you to believe that maybe the committee, at least in theory right now, did the right thing and gave Michigan Alabama because they did not appear too excited to get Alabama over Florida State, Michigan at 13 and 0 undefeated out of the Big 10, Alabama at 12 and 1 out of the SEC. They're only lost to Texas, also a college football playoff participant. I love this matchup. I'm in the minority. Glad Bama got in so we could see this game. Two really good defenses going at it. Alabama ranks 4th in pass defense success rate, 29th in opponent rushing success rate. Michigan's run game has been extremely efficient all year, so block deconstruction And tight run fits will be key for the Tide. I love the Wolverines' front seven and think they could easily take over the game. 
However, I'm banking on Alabama's defense showing up. Michigan hasn't been in passing down situations very much this year. I think Bama will get them backed up and bait J.J. McCarthy into one huge takeaway that shifts the tide of the game. Bama wins. I think this is a very tough game to pick. I think they're all tough here in the college football playoff. I just don't trust Michigan in big moments like the college football playoff at this point for everything we've seen in the last few years from Michigan. They want to say it's Michigan versus the world and this year's different. Well, they said this year's different last year and they lost to TCU. I'm going to give the slight edge to Alabama and take Alabama. Our final college football preview before we spend a minute on a mythical national championship game is the second college football semifinal. College football semifinal at the All-State Sugar Bowl, number three, Texas versus number two, Washington. Pac-12 versus Big 12, Washington also 13-0, Texas at 12-1. But again, Texas may have the best win of the year when they went to Tuscaloosa. 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 You can never say that. (laughs) Might be the highlight of the pod right there. Tuscaloosa. And, And Texas beat... Alabama. It is 13-0 Washington, 12-1 Texas in the All-State Sugar Bowl. Daniel? I'm happy Texas made the playoffs. Sark runs the exact type of offense I'd run if I was a play caller. Passing attack is layered between RPO play action and drop back passing. Gets all of his playmakers involved, including the running backs in the pass game. But the same thing can be said about Washington coaches Kalen DeBoer and Ryan Grubb. They do so many creative things with formations and alignments. It gives defenses a ton of challenges. With all that being said, this will be the best game of bowl season. Washington's offensive line was the X factor against Oregon. They played extremely well, dented the Ducks all night. Looking at this game, though, the line of scrimmage will be key. Texas's front is dynamic, especially from the interior. Devondre Sweat is an absolute stud. I've said it for a while. I'm worried about Washington's run defense. They have the sixth worst opponent rushing success rate in college football. Even with running back Jonathan Brooks out, Sark will put in a game plan that alters eye discipline and gets his speed on the perimeter. I'm expecting nice performances from running back C.J. Baxter and Jaden Blue. Texas wins in a close one should be very entertaining. My heart and mind says Texas, but I think it's razor thin and I don't know what to do. So while you were talking, I literally Googled the flip a coin thing on my cell phone (laughs) and I flipped a coin and my heart and mind says Texas, but the coin flip says Washington. So I'll go with Washington and congratulations, Daniel house. We have now went through every bowl game other than the mythical national championship And I think the scoreboard reads, you had one slight mix-up, I had one slight mix-up. I can live with that and give us both an A, because this is literally thrown together in a half-brained idea by me two days ago. So, very well done, Daniel House. I will applaud you. You are the MVP of the Minnesota Sports (laughs) Chat Bowl Bonanza. If I could, I would lift you on my shoulders and carry you around the studio here. Thank you so much for going through all of those games. It should be a really fun bowl season. You did call out some games that you really like. Is there a non new year six matchup that you think will be the most fun to watch of, of, I hate to use this term, but of the mid to lower tier bowl games, what jumps out to you as, Oh, that could be kind of fun to pay attention to. Ooh, I think that's a really good question. Uh, Like I said, Louisville, USC, uh, Kansas UNLV is another one where it's just creative offenses where I don't know exactly what could happen based on, you know, departures and coaches leaving. Uh, I I'm bullish. Here's the one I would say though. I'm, I'm bullish on Utah Northwestern. I, I don't know why. I just think that's going to be a really close game uh, based on what I researched. Now uh, this is uh, this is insider talk for my friends. You know, when you talk about directional schools, right, Eastern Michigan is a directional school. Um, Well, I guess you could say Western Kentucky, a directional school. Is Northwestern considered a directional school to you? No, it is not. Great. Love it. Love it. Anybody who participates in my friend's bowl challenge that listens to this pod, Daniel House (laughs) backs us up that Northwestern is not a directional school. Daniel, national championship game. Uh, the picks yeah. that you gave us and, the, and you, that you went through, uh, do you believe those, and are you willing to make a pick as to who you think will be the national champion? 
The Longhorns are winning it all, man. I'm telling you, that's my that's my pick. They're playing hot right now. They've got all the momentum going into the CFP. Uh, if it's Texas, Alabama, like I'm thinking it's going to be, I see Texas's passing game. I mean, that first that first matchup, Texas's passing game, really really took over. Alabama's improved as the season's gone on. Like Nick Saban said, they aren't the same team they were back in September when they played these guys. And credit to Alabama for playing that game and challenging themselves, getting themselves ready for you know the, the season as it progressed, and you know the CFP, and you know it, it helped them uh, figure out what they needed to get better at, and was an probably an X factor. Uh, in getting some things right before they play Georgia in the SEC championship. How many more seasons do you think Nick Saban has in him? Well, with the way things are going in college football, I'm going to say like three years, and then he's probably TV guy. I think Bill Belichick's done. I think Bill Belichick's going to TV. Well, he's do he's celebrity picking Army and Navy this week on yeah. ESPN. So that's maybe- uncharacteristic of Bill during the season. <laughs> Also, Bill has a personality when he wants to show it. So he, he Al Michaels was floating the idea of him being on TV last night during the Thursday night game, and I thought, man, that's just not him just throwing something out there. Interesting. I um, the reason why I asked about Nick Saban is I do believe he's going to get one more before he calls it a career. Since we can't guarantee he'll be in the playoff next year, or years after, although he probably yeah. will because there's twelve teams. He probably I mean, will be. Right he probably will be. But I, I'll. I. I don't know. Right now, as it stands today, on Friday morning, December the eighth, I will tell you that Alabama wins the national championship. I, I don't. You obviously can't write them off. I mean, you can't say that no. they won't. They only have one loss all year. It was to Texas. They did everything you asked them to do. They got better as the season went on, well, and it just feels like Nick will win another September. one. That Correct. loss was in September, yep. so you can almost throw that out. That's like preseason. You know, that's what I always say about college football is you don't get a preseason in college football, and every game matters. Like, we're devastated. Think about how hard it would be if we said, okay, NFL, we're going in. You got 32 teams. You got to pick the best four to make the playoffs. Yeah. That's the mental exercise that I give to people all the time. Think about all the Power 5 programs you have, all the qualified Power 5 teams that could be in the mix. It creates, it makes every game count. So now I say the 12-team playoff is going to incentivize scheduling tougher opponents, putting yourself in a position to play more marquee matchups, which I think will help the the fan bases get more excited, the appeals there. Uh, I'm excited about the 12-team playoff moving forward. Uh, And per the NCAA, I don't know exactly what next year is going to look like, but we're still going to have mass amounts of bowl games going forward. We may end up losing a handful of bowl games by handful, I think probably three or four to make up for the college football playoff where the teams that don't get buys are hosting home games. But this is the first, we'll call it annual, but it is the inaugural Minnesota Sports Chat, Bull Bonanza. Thanks to Coffee by Beans for help, or excuse me, Beans Coffee, the website coffeebybeans.com for supporting Minnesota Sports Chat. Use that promo code Sports Chat to save some money this holiday season. If you are watching on the YouTube machine, I do have the website coffeebybeans.com up on the screen. Daniel, I'll give you a few seconds to promote everything at gophersguru.com as the gophers are. Currently in portal season, picking up your guy. He's my bro, Brosmer, to more than likely be QB1 for the Golden Gophers next year. They're also preparing to be three-time quick lane bowl champions if they can beat Bowling Green. What is at gophersguru.com, my guy? My head has been squarely in the transfer portal for about a week. So transfer portal content, huge breakdown of Max Brosmer, new Gophers quarterback. Very excited about him. One of my top guys that I would have targeted uh, overall, even even, though he's an FCS quarterback. I still love all the things that he can do. I would have stacked him up against some of the top targets in the FBS as well. Uh, This guy can play, fits the system well. Played in a similar offense. So if you want to read about that, go check it out. 
Uh, and then Transfer Portal Tracker, where you can track all the Transfer Portal news, players coming back, everything you need to know. We'll keep you updated as the Gophers have a big weekend with some transfers on campus. So stay prepared. Happy Army-Navy America's game to you, Daniel House. I will be glued to it as I always am. I'm sure you will be keeping tabs on the game as well. Thank you so much for doing this. We'll touch base maybe before or after the Gophers Bowl game. Sound fair? Sounds good. Looking forward to it. At Daniel House MN on the X Machine. I am at the Ross Brendel on the X Machine, and I am the Ross Brendel saying thank you for listening to the inaugural Minnesota Sports Chat Bowl Bonanza.